0: Worcester Culture Watch, a podcast connecting you with the local culture scene in Worcester. Arts, entertainment, music, and more.
2: Worcester Culture Watch From the
1: Worcester Telegram and Gazette Hello and welcome to Worcester Culture Watch On telegram.com And WisterMag.com And as we announced last week Unity Radio 97.9 FM In Worcester Yay, we're official now Hello
0: all of those audiences
1: Hello, we love you, both of you In your cars right now Actually, <laughs> Unity. Ra- we love Unity Radio It's great and we're, we've developed A really good relationship with them but most of our listeners we know full well are stuck in traffic in downtown Worcester listening to us. So yep. we are here to bring calm to their world.
0: Right. Well, we're going to try. We're going to try.
1: try. We're yeah. going to try. Anyways, peaceful vibes, folks. Peaceful
0: vibes. Well, as we saw at the beer garden, uh, <laughs> it's, it's hard to calm a, a, Worcester, a Worcester audience.
1: We'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> My name is Victor Infante. I'm the entertainment editor for the Worcester Telegram and Gazette and the content editor for Worcester Magazine, and I am the uh, Missives from Beyond the Graves editor for the Lemonster Champion. I, I I didn't know they had one of those. I guess in Leominster you need it.
0: You know when you when you work hard and you, you put the hours in, people just they, they just want to make work for you.
1: So. They do. They really do. I'm here in the studio with Worcester Magazine reporter Bill Shayner with
0: some guy.
1: <laughs> some guy. <laughs> oh god, we're slap happy. We're slap happy because it's Halloween. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It is, and personally, it's my favorite holiday. Even if I don't really dress up much in costumes anymore, I just, I love everything about this holiday. I love it. It's it's cool. It's got the best music. It's got candy. It's great. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on Unity Radio, it is actually the day after or the week after, depending on which rerun you've caught of Halloween. So happy Day of the Dead and get ready for Thanksgiving. It's all great. (laughs) So you... We had kind of a full Worcester Magazine this week, but let's start with the big news that everybody was talking about all week and is still talking about. Yeah, the barroom brawl. The
0: barroom brawl at the Beer Garden was great, and if you check the Facebook page uh, of Worcester Magazine, you'll see that people are very, very divided on the way that I chose to cover this. <laughs> uh, per usual, I have a, a lot of a lot of people do not like me on our Facebook page. Oh, not just on our Facebook. <laughs> just in general, I love it though. You need, like like Worcester needs a heel, and I just I I like that. I'll I'll I'll, pl- I'll play that role.
1: I yeah. I will. To be fair, I think some people really do not have much of a sense of humor. They don't read irony. Mm-mm. They don't know how to read sarcasm or no. Irony. And
0: yeah, I can't I can't help them with that. I, you, so. We we really can't. <laughs>
1: somebody, somebody may I forget who? Oh, actually, I do know who it was. It was Mariana Islam, who yeah. will f- m- mention later in the program. But she, um, she was like, "This was the Daily Show co- column that I didn't know I needed."
0: Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that right. that caused all sorts of reaction. But man, almighty, are people sharing that story on Facebook?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So the take might be a little bit overspiced, but I think that it is a good thing that the like the the beer garden <laughs> fight is a is a good thing overall for Worcester because it's gonna. Like enough of these little, small, direct anti-dentrification actions, and we'll be keeping the rents down.
1: I there's something there
0: is an argument
1: to be made for
0: that. Yeah. So you know we can't Worcester. If we let it, if we don't uh, bring the Worcester back into Worcester, it'll be a runaway train, uh, and none of us will be able to afford to live here in ten years. So a good bar fight, well timed with a lot of media coverage. Right in the middle of the downtown Worcester 2.0 type project, perfect. Perfect.
1: <laughs> no, I was no like, one
0: got hurt, really. No Well, uh, uh, I'm people, not 100 sure about people, that. No one no one got like, well, I don't even know. no one died,
1: no one died. Yeah, no one died. I'll roll
0: it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but
1: you know, you know, it's like when that news started breaking and everybody was going crazy about it, my first thought is: Have you people never seen a barroom brawl before? Right, right. To which I, re- people would answer back, "No, I've never seen a barroom brawl before," and I had to start questioning my life decisions. Right. I, for, for those who don't know, I am a um, lifelong pacifist. Like, I am a pacifist in the way uh, uh, in the way that an alcoholic doesn't drink alcohol. Okay. <laughs> you know, I am a pacifist because. I know I am an angry person. I had anger issues when I was young. Right,
0: and, right. Yeah. And okay, I, I get it now. And yeah. it
1: would consume me if I went if I went off of it. I right. knew, I'm, I'm serious about that.
0: Uh, so it is a thing. Don't let the hate flow through. Yeah,
1: it. exactly. And part of it is part of it. You know, part of it's religion. Part of it's just my. I understand what I am. Mm-hmm. But the it's funny, just like this. I have evidently led a colorful life because I have seen barroom brawls, and they. <laughs> <laughs> Got nowhere near this amount of attention. I've seen bigger ones.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, the the fact that it is a little bit remarkable how much coverage this has gotten. For, it is for literally just being like a fight. I think the the cop the the police being involved and the costumes is a big plays a big part. Well, in,
1: it is just colorful. Yeah, it is a and really colorful story.
0: It is naturally. Those videos are naturally interesting. It's like world star for Worcester. Well, that
1: has made all the difference because yeah. I mean, when I was young, you know, I would go to a hardcore show in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe early late eighties, early nineties, and and you know, like some skinhead would pick a fight with somebody, and suddenly the whole place was broken, you know, breaking out in a fight, and right. I never jumped in the middle of it, thank goodness, but. Because quote pacifist again, right? But you know, you know, I've seen that a few times, but nobody ever caught that on camera.
0: Yeah, no. What, what did people just carry on video cameras back yeah, then? Yeah, no.
1: exactly, exactly. Now everything. Yeah. What I, seems uh, to me like a a fairly you know interesting conversation piece for about five minutes, a uh, barroom brawl breaking out. Yeah, has engulfed yeah the city.
0: Yeah, people people just love to talk about it. It's great. I, like there's so many elements that make it a great story, they're really, uh, awesome. and that, so i just had to i had to fire off my my spiciest possible take on it
1: and, and it 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 was it was indeed well well appreciated <laughs> i yeah. Um, I think actually it's funny. A lot of people, you know, there were other things that people could have pinned on that. Right. Your your um, ribbing of Donna Calorio and her um, Worcester flyer. I got that in the mail. It was fun. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah.
0: that's that's like that's like dropping a baby. <laughs> Like, the equivalent of, like, dropping a baby at a rally. It really was. (laughs) Like, like especially in Worcester, where it's, like, a a well-defined trope. Oh, yeah. That people don't know how to spell or pronounce it. Yeah, you're just gonna you're just gonna put that on a mailer and send it out. Like,
1: come yeah, on, come and on. the fact that it came from you know a right wing pack from Boston, is, right. does not help when you say
0: that. Yeah, other people got into that uh, a little uh, deeper than I did in in covering this story. Yeah. but if you follow the breadcrumb trail, there it is pretty weird that that mailer even exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so. That happened, and um, we are now your lifelong mortal enemies with the egotarium Though so yeah, I would right. like to note on Twitter, they did say we have no grudge against you. Right,
0: that. and that's weird because I have a grudge against them. <laughs> so <laughs> you know they can they can put as many cat puns as they want. Uh, Where me, me and the Equatorium are, are lifelong sworn enemies. I'm Life, kidding. I'm I, kidding. I, I, they're, they're, we know.
1: Well, again, there are people out there who do not read sarcasm and irony. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, which is funny because you know political humor is like pretty much the ba- biggest form of humor these days.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't run away from irony. Everything everything is soaked in irony. And yet, I to, in order to understand anything about our like culture right now, you need to be able to read irony. But yeah, yeah but I they don't. Know. I don't yeah, know, and they
1: know. they seem to do it less on Facebook. Anyways, yeah,
0: yeah you can't you can't please the Worcester Magazine Facebook. Um, audience you just can't
1: win. no but it, win. they also can't spell biased
0: so that's all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i keep seeing
1: that comment and i just keep <laughs> snickering and i'm sorry i i hate to, i hate to call it out but Biz that asked. is not how biased is spelled <laughs> oh goodness gracious so yeah. we have an election coming up
0: we do It is on tuesday it is on tuesday please vote
1: please vote please yeah. vote i'm not going to tell you who to vote well if you ask me i'll probably will but but it is really, really important if you care about what's happening at the city, and this is a really pivotal, pivotal time mm-hmm. right now in city politics. Right. It is important that you vote and for the people that you want to see there and for the issues that you want to see supported. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in Worcester Magazine has traditionally done a, um, a election guide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now that we're not, not duplicating coverage with um, the Telegram and Gazette, we had to find some different way to address it, so we had somebody do a tarot reading.
0: Yes, we
1: did, <laughs> and this this um, was a something different. <laughs> as
0: uh, as someone, I think it might have been Tracy Novick on Twitter put it. It is unlike anything uh, she's ever saw. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, it's true. Uh, I I can agree. That just I think it was the the genesis of it was it was your idea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on you. Yep, and I and own this it's, one. It's like it's it's just so hilariously awesome to like just be just send a uh, a tarot card reader that knows nothing about municipal politics in Worcester at all. Yes, um, Some, we
1: worked with um we with um tarot reader and poet April March Penn. Yep, she's the author of a book called A Tarot Reading Guide for the Haunted Poet. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she she is awesome, but she lives in Alston. She has no reason to know anything about about Worcester. Right. Yeah. I think she came here for a poetry reading once. You right. Know? <laughs> right.
0: So, and that being said, the answers we got back to our questions were remarkably on the nose. Like I was a little bit spooked by some of them. Yeah, especially,
1: yeah. and this is not in the story anywhere. She responded that day. Right, she didn't like do research. She was <laughs> she she responded like within a couple hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it was it was spooky. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So we you and I um, sat down and to take what April gave us mm-hmm. and interpret her and her reading and how it might apply to Worcester City politics. We were joined in this endeavor by. Uh, f- Brendan Mellican of 508 a show about Worcester and community organizer Mar- Mariana Islam mm-hmm. and I think that was a pretty good team <laughs>
0: yeah I think we we set out to we wanted a couple of voices that uh, were like knowledgeable on Worcester politics mm-hmm. uh, and those two people immediately came to my mind as being like some of the best. Like you, we couldn't. You know, we couldn't get a candidate.
1: No, I didn't and want anybody who was that er, would be wait, related we, to a candidate.
0: Unless we gave every candidate the chance to respond and printed all of their oh responses, my God. which would have been awful. That
1: would have been thirty responses, uh, and it would have been, been terrible. Oh, no,
0: just terrible. Canned, canned. Like uh, they would have uh, oscillated between just canned responses and like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i i I, i'm hoping for more actual response now that we've put this out into the world
0: yeah i can't wait to i haven't teased this out on my personal social media yet but i'm definitely going to it's i I can't wait to see what people say about it
1: yeah i was really struck by the first thing april said in there which is the primary for the question we gave her we gave her a bunch of questions but six questions i think what forces are affecting the city council and school board elections yeah you know, I wanted to keep it broad enough that she could interpret and not yeah very you know, it's, she's right. not a Ouija board um, and she responded the primary force affecting the city council and school board elections is a nostalgia for the past and trying to recreate past successes. um we do have representations of each layout that she gave us. Mm-hmm. She sent us photos, and we've um Kimberly Vassar's done. You know, cleaner versions. You know, graphic versions, so you can actually see the readings yourself. So if you're out there and you've got a different interpretation of her tarot reading, mm-hmm. by all means, please write us a letter. We oh, like, that's a
0: great idea. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You
1: know, we want to hear from our tarot fans out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but like you, me, Brendan, Mariana, we all had an immediate visceral reaction to that. <laughs> to yeah, that's and, a
0: that's a great. Line and it really does capture like a I think a fundamental essence of a uh, civic life in Worcester.
1: Yeah, what was this? This great, oh god, there was another great one that was oh I'm, I've already forgotten what we were talking about. Anyways,
0: yeah, it's all right. But, another line in that response, but we'll have a uh, yeah. I can't wait to uh, to get to f- people's feedback on this because this is really this is this is kooky. and it's
1: funny because there was a lot about. Both entrenched power, sort of remaining entrenched power, as it has a way of doing. Right. And there was also a lot in there about change. Yeah. And I was kind of struck by even a small change is significant on the city council.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, if, you know, one of the challengers upsets, you know, somebody like Tony Economou, who's, you know, probably, you know, the... Most yeah. likely
0: to get that, uh, yeah, he's the, sixth slot. Yeah, he's probably the heir apparent.
1: But it's not; he's not unbeatable, and you know, a large turnout could right. change that.
0: Yeah, right. And
1: right. that would be even one change would be mm-hmm. like that would be significant.
0: Right. Yeah. Same on same on the the school committee side. And oh, there was another line I'm just remembering now that I was struck by, and it was in relation to the school committee. Uh, and she said that. Uh, there will be a new leader who emerges to like uh, to, to shine and bring up the light and energy of the, the people around that leader. And I was like, whoa, that seems like oddly prophetic. <laughs> we'll have to like go visit that one after. <laughs>
1: yeah well and but yeah, and it's funny because she did this did this reading before the death of Brian O'Connell.
0: Right, right.
1: And in a lot of ways, he was the leader. Sort of, he was a he was a leader within that school board. He was, you know, yeah, one of the sure. glues holding it forward.
0: For sure, for sure. You uh, know, whether
1: you agreed or disagreed with yeah, his politics. Longest.
0: Longest-standing member and the member that people hold in like the highest uh, intellectual regard, for and
1: sure. also yeah, and yeah. and really the keeper of parliamentary procedure for it, right, and, right, and right, right. He he knew he knew his school board rules, yeah. which, and often utilized them to you know as a weapon. He he knew the he, rules, that's yeah, and that's right. that's what a, what you want in a good politician if mm-hmm. they're on your side,
0: yeah, right, um, right.
1: But yeah, and so and there was so there was a real sense. I really kind of felt like. Looking at that reading after his death, Mm -hmm. that it was almost that void. Yeah. So we have two empty seats on the school board committee. Right. It's not, no matter what happens, that vibe is going to change. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that just by definition.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So I am interested to see who steps not only into those two slots, but also into that
0: sort of central, central leadership role uh we should honestly maybe just online or something revisit this after the election <laughs> and just like but <laughs> maybe just like a like a do a do a, a post uh post op on what what resonated what it ended up resonating and what didn't yeah would I mean, be interesting
1: i definitely definitely yeah. it's like you know there was there was a lot that um it's tarot cards are interpretive by their nature mm-hmm you know whether you see them as something you know a cult or from pagan rich religion or if you're somebody who sees them more as a psych- psychology tool
0: mm.
1: you know a lot that you know obviously we're going to bring a lot of ourselves to that analysis and right. that. one thing i want to want to touch on before we move on The Undead Issues That Haunt the Worcester Election. This is getting a phenomenal response already
0: online. Yeah, this was uh, 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 your idea again. Uh, Thank you. And I had a lot of fun with this assignment. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> I had oh, a lot yes. of fun with it. My probably the one that I had the most fun with uh, was the uh, there be at Augustus's office that uh, that just in the dead of night when he's there by himself. Sign a community benefits agreement associated with the park that benefits the surrounding neighborhood and Worcester laborers, and he's like, oh, whoa, what was that? Oh no, no. Oh, that, that's, it's in my head. No, it's not, a, it's not a ghost. It's in my head. It's in my head.
1: <laughs> it, it, it might actually be one of the... Um, what, what was that socialist workers collective that we ran an editorial by them about this? I forget uh, socialist name. alternative? Socialist alternative. It might yeah. be actually them perched outside of his window.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. They, yeah. That, uh, that's, you know, that's direct action, baby. Yeah. Just be a ghost um and what what else did i do you've I, got um
1: uh, the, the uh um,
0: oh the the worcester transit authority is a is um Worcester regional Transit authority is a spooky uh <laughs> they're dark magic i called them necromancers <laughs> i forgot that i called them actual necromancers until just now i wrote this uh last week but um <laughs> And there, uh, Gary Rosen is bravely, bravely fending off their dark magic attempts to make the Worcester Regional Transit Authority better. You know, he's a, he's a knight of the Order of Austerity, and he is going to bravely continue to suggest that we just get rid of it and replace it with Uber. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> because uber's not a dark force at Exa- all. exactly 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 oh God yeah. oh God and yeah. l- lastly on on your haunt list marine yeah. binienda yeah
0: yeah marine benienda she is haunted by just what isn't she haunted by lately it seems like oh. but, but yeah uh it seems like she's already uh she's already a, a little bit haunted with these uh with these action steps associated with her contract and uh it doesn't i don't know if she's going to be able to banish this ghoul so we'll see
1: well there's a lot of ghostly forces lingering over the selection and yes. hopefully voters will consider them all and weigh them and
0: yeah i actually think that as a package this issue is a uh is an underratedly good election guide
1: <laughs> it really Just, uh, is under
0: like a veneer of silliness. There's a lot of good uh, discussion, uh, debate, and um, ideas about Worcester politics in here. So
1: There is, and I think we have a um, last third piece, which I solicited um, the New England Horror Writers Association for somebody to send me a short story. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be kind of focused on Worcester, a Worcester ghost story. Mm. And um, novelist Tricia Woolridge sent us one called Panhandler, and it's about Panhandle—it's a ghost story that revolves around panhandlers on Worcester corner, Corners. Yeah, right. And if that's not a political issue, if ever there was what, a political issue, I—I I yeah. don't know what is. Yeah, you right. know. And it's it just sort of came. It all seemed came together there. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot to think about. So please have a happy Halloween tonight, and on Tuesday, go out and vote.
0: Yes, go vote.
1: All right, we're going to be back in a second, but first, this is since it's Halloween. A little song by the Dead
0: Court Yard
1: And we're back. You have been listening to The New Murders in the Rude Lounge by Worcester's own The Deadites. Um, There is not a Halloween concert this year by The Deadites, but they will be back in December. So stay tuned for more on that. We have banished Bill Shainer from the studio. He is off looking for the next barroom brawl. Uh, and we are joined now by Telegram and Gazette entertainment reporter Richard Duckett. Hi, Richard. Hello, Victor. Hello. We've been talking about all sorts of crazy uncivilized things this podcast so far. Do you, do you have some civilization for us?
2: Well, sort of. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk, first of all, about a, a, a play, but um, the title of it is The Play That Goes Wrong. So
1: it's going to fit in right well with this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um it's an English comedy uh, that's coming to the uh, Hanover Theatre um, for several performances, uh, October 31st, beginning October 31st. Um, and as the title might suggest, uh, it's about a rather hapless English uh, dramatic society um, that gets up t- gets a quest to put on a, 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 a murder mystery Um, Titled "The Murder at Havisham Manor," so so that sounds. um,
1: There's no more English-sounding title than that. That sounds frightfully, uh, (laughs) frightfully
2: interesting. Um, (laughs) But um, alas, um, it's 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 a play that uh, is doomed um, from more or less the beginning. Uh, there are um props that fall off the wall um scenery falls down i, I think um it's an escalating problem with the set compounded by the uh, vanity and incompetence of the cast um <laughs> including um including um the person who's playing um, the butler, usually it's the butler, Mother is the idiot. suspicious <laughs> character in a, in a murder mystery. But um, unfortunately for this production, the person playing the butler can't remember his lines so um causing all sorts of problems he tries writing his lines on his hand but then mispronounces them and uh and gets the wrong lines in and setting off a chain reaction of um of people um miscuing and, and and everything like that um it's a play that um began in uh, English Fringe pub, I believe, and uh, then became a hit on the West End. Uh, now it's off-Broadway, um, where it continues its run, and the national tour is um, coming to the Hanover Theatre.
1: And that's really exciting. That's, I mean... Uh, Did you ever do theatre?
2: Well, I was going to mention that, yeah In uh, high school and college I did And I was in one production that did go wrong So ever since then, I've always found plays like this um, And stories like this uh, amusing There are lots of amusing stories about um, productions that go wrong Uh, I I, I mentioned one in my uh, story uh, in Worcester Magazine About Sir John Gilgood, uh, Who who apparently uh, was involved in several mishaps in his career, oh, I mean, he's
1: been it's such a storied career. Of course, he was.
2: <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, but the play, yeah, I was responsible for one of the mishaps in, in a production. Oh, I need to know now. Rather, <laughs> rather like the butler, uh, the actor playing the butler, I should say, I had a hard time learning lines. Oh, yeah, that's hard. And uh, one key speech um, at the end of the first act. Uh, fell on my shoulders, and uh, in one performance, I'm afraid to say, my mind did draw a blank. and oh, um, that happens. I, I did my best to get out of the jam, but... Um, There's a
1: couple ways to do that. One, I, I was in a production of The Importance of Being Earnest, uh-huh. and I was the, the, I was... the great handbag, the first handbag scene, mm-hmm. and... The actor playing Mrs. Havisham lost everything, and she's got this mile-long speech in the middle yes. of that scene. She just blanked, and you could kind of see the panic start to <laughs> grow on her eyes. And I remembered what best I could, and sort of just it's like, "I bet you're thinking." Da, 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 da.
2: <laughs>
1: that was the one where I was the hero. The one where <laughs> the one not so good. I did it on Brimstone and Treacle. I was directing that. And it fell to pieces. Everything like flat fell during production, Mm -hmm. thankfully to the back. There's supposed to be something that made a loud sound and it wasn't working. So I could see the assistant stage manager jumping up and down to try to make a small so I could see her backstage. I'm like, oh God, this is a nightmare. I can't, I put the
2: show out of its misery and canceled the second show. Well, yeah, but uh, it's, it's it's always good when the show does go on. Oh, it does. Know? We did the
1: first. We fit it. We made it to the end of the first night, and then right. we decided to stop after
2: that. Right, right. Uh, so, so, um, Michael Fried's "Noises Off" um, is is one of the classic uh, comedies about mm-hmm. um, about things going wrong in a production. Uh, that sort of gradually builds. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes tension in that one, I think. But uh, I think in the play that goes wrong, it's just right out there on the stage from the very beginning.
1: I think that, and I, and I think that's the sort of thing that everybody can definitely, definitely relate to one one way or another. Because even if you're not in theater, you've had that show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: You've had right. that presentation. You've had that meeting. <laughs> I, still, I,
2: still ha- I still have dreams, actually, from time to time about being on stage and uh, being all at sea. It's, it's amazing. It's been a while, years, decades since I was on stage. But uh, those nightmares, they, they come back.
1: Oh, they do. They have, They. It's, the, it's never the successes that stick with you. It's always the ones where things went terribly, terribly wrong. Right. Oh, goodness gracious. We What else do we have coming up on our cultural calendar, as it were?
2: Well, there's a big there's a big um, production event, I should say, coming also to the Hanover Theatre on November 13th when Music Worcester is going to present a, a performance by the Dance Theatre of Harlem.
1: That's really exciting.
2: Uh, the Dance Theatre of Harlem is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Excellent. Um, and I have a story coming up in ACT where I talked to Virginia Johnson, who's the artistic director, and she was actually with the company from the very beginning. She's a co-founder, wow. jo- joined it as a dancer. Um, she told me that uh, she had been told when she was studying to be a ballerina that um, people told her she couldn't be one because of the color of her skin. And uh, that same year in 1969, um, Dancer of Harlem was formed by Arthur Mitchell, Who who died last year? Mm -hmm. Uh, Arthur Mitchell was a famous uh, dancer. He was the first black principal dancer with the New York City Ballet. And apparently, after the assassination of Martin Luther King in 1968, he figured he wanted to do something, and so he went back to Harlem and formed 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 the ballet company.
1: That's an absolutely amazing
2: story. And um, the program on November 15th is going to include a new work called Passage. Dance Theater of Harlem uh, work That uh, was commissioned uh, By the Virginia Arts Festival Mm. And Passage commemorates The 400th anniversary Of the arrival of enslaved Africans To Virginia in 1619 400 years ago Um, So um, I also spoke with the choreographer Of... um, uh, passage. Claudia Schreier, who um, has her own theatre company, but was um, brought in by Virginia Johnson to do the choreography, and um, it sounds like a like a like a fascinating work um, that is designed to celebrate the perseverance and fortitude of the human spirit through motion. So rather than having scenes in an explicit way, um, it comes out in, in, in a lot of movement that is uh, metaphorical in nature. So, um, oh. and, and the program is also going to include uh, a work by George Balanchine, who... Um, Arthur Johnson studied under and was influential in helping the Dance Theatre of Harlem get established uh, in its early years, um, and um, a couple of the uh, newer, newer contemporary works. Um, so the Dance Theatre of Harlem has, 50 years, not been without some issues over the years. Um, uh, it's both a dance school and a touring company mm-hmm. for a while the touring company was shut down and um for financial reasons, I think mainly and also because mainly uh Arthur Mitchell wanted uh, the school certainly to be um you know he uh, was his paramount concern yeah right, right you know offering people this opportunity um but Virginia Johnson. Um, came back at Arthur Mitchell's uh, request to be artistic director about 10 years ago, and uh, now, now the touring company is back with uh, 17 dancers, and um, and it's going from uh, strength to strength again.
1: Well, excellent. That sounds like something to really look forward to coming up. Now, when's that show again?
2: Uh, that's November 15th at the, uh, at the Hanover Theatre, presented by Music Worcester.
1: Well, excellent. So that's two really exciting shows coming up there at the Hanover Theatre. All right. Is there anything else that we should be?
2: Well, there are lots of interesting things coming up, so Definitely. stay tuned.
1: Definitely. And if I, I will. One thing I did not—we forgot to mention in our last segment—Bill um, Shainer has a story about cartoon carnival coming up at the Parkview Room, and um, it's, if it's got some some animated cartoons, some of which are going back to close to a hundred years old. So that's going to be something really exciting and if that being said you have been listening to Worcester Culture Watch as always our music was composed by DJ Manipulator who I would just like to note has a brand new synth tape uh, mixtape dropping on November 8th if I'm recalling correctly it's called the Soviet Tape and I have a review of it in Friday's Telegram and Gazette alright I should not change the end of my speech because I totally forget where I am. Anyways, that's enough of that. Thank you and good night.